You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. everyone and welcome to the Cyberwire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems and protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. had found a little bit of this activity with one of my virus total hunting roles, but I didn't have quite the full picture. And we were fortunate enough to have Ian and Daniel from Permiso Security reach out to um, my team and see if we could uh, collaborate and try to hunt on some of this stuff together. So we ended up doing that and it was uh, definitely a productive collaborative venture. That's Alex Delamotte. She's a senior threat researcher with Sentinel Labs. The research we're discussing today is titled Cloudy with a Chance of Credentials. AWS targeted cred stealer expands to Azure and GCP. Well, let's go through some of the details here. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, what, what is it that you uh, discovered? So my rules are, um, when it comes to cloud threat hunting, my rules are incredibly broad. And some of these look for activities that might seem, I would say, uh, in the abstract, too noisy. But when it comes to virus total hunting, there actually is not quite as much noise as one would expect for certain things. So this rule is um, a modified rule that looks for behavior where curl is initiated from a system that has been profiled as Kubernetes. So I believe that the script had some of those magic keywords in it to show up on my rule. So I found it that way. And um, yeah, we went from there. Well, help us understand what exactly uh, goes into action here. I mean, this pops up, it grabs your attention. Uh, What do you do next? So next, I would try to find... So these scripts are very modular. Um, They all do, some of them are larger and they do, uh, you know, they have more functions that will do more things, but you're never going to have the full picture with only one of these scripts. 
And the next step is to find what these actors are doing after running the first script. So I would say the primary script are the scripts named uh, aws.shell or .sh or one of those variants. There were a couple that had like g-aws.sh. So these are kind of the main scripts that I associate with this um, this actor who we have described as Team TNT-like. Mm. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, an interesting <laughs> topic in itself. But, sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we we find that initial aws.sh script, and then there are other scripts that will tie into it. There's clean.sh, which is, uh, I believe, kind of aptly named as a, an uninstaller. And then some of the scripts we found through, um, there was a binary in this campaign that was a Golang compiled binary. And that was one where um, I actually did a little bit of reversing. And thanks to my colleague work on Alpha Golang project, which is a reverse engineering fleet that aims to make uh, analyzing Golang binaries a little bit less painful. <laughs> so I, I put that to use in Ida Pro and I determined that it is dropping another script. It was actually a very simple binary. It basically dropped one more script and kind of set up the environment to use it then. Well, jumping back up to the higher level here, I mean, the, these folks are after credentials? They're, they're after cloud credentials? Yes, exactly. So the main part of the AWS.sh script is to collect credentials and to profile the environment. And how are they going about this? They're, they're targeting, is it web applications? Yes, exactly. So they land, we like the propagation that we saw in this campaign was primarily looking for a response on Docker ports that contained the string uh, version 1.16, which was a little mysterious because it wasn't a known Docker version. Hmm. Although I did get a tip from um, Emily over at Census that this could be related to a Golang container that runs in Docker sometimes. Interesting. So they have expanded uh, the areas that they're after here, right? I mean, it's not just AWS. They're, they're going after some, some other cloud environments now? Exactly. That was one of the biggest findings that we had was these campaigns were kind of, uh, they were going on from mid-June to the end of June, I want to say like June 14th was the earliest sample that I saw from this campaign. And that one had some functionality for Azure cred collection and GCP, though the Azure credentials were not yet implemented. And when we saw this follow-up activity from these actors about a week later, they were then using the Azure credential collection modules. So they were actively tuning it. And it does look like they have their sights set on more cloud providers. So it's no longer just AWS in the crosshairs. What did you all see in terms of of anything uh, related to command and control? That's a good question. I don't know if we had specific visibility there. We did have, like, the scripts have C2 URLs hard-coded in them. Hmm. And we can tell what they do because these are, you know, shell scripts. It's effectively open source. So we can just put together what they're doing through the functions of the code. 
And these were uh, pretty interesting C2 domains. They used to use IP literal URLs for C2, and they're no longer doing that. Evidently, they were also using open directory where you could just, you know, browse and download the payloads. But that has uh, since been mitigated. The open directory feature was found by Permiso back in December of 2022. So it seems like they're getting a little more secure and they're using dynamic DNS for C2 domains now. Like we saw um, the silent Bob Anon DNS. That was a, a popular C2 domain that kind of named the campaign. There was also a really nefarious domain that looked like an AWS region. It was ap-northeast-1.compute.internal.anon-dns, which I thought was really interesting that they're mimicking the normal structure of um, AWS subdomains. And now a word from our sponsor, Six Sense. SixSense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixSense, visit SixSense.com. In terms of the information they're gathering here, what, what, what sort of insights did you have there? So they're gathering credentials and they're also profiling what processes are running on the system. And I don't think that everything there would be automated afterward. I believe that was for follow-on activity when it was determined to be a high-value system. So they would enumerate running processes and use um, Docker to inspect all of the Docker-associated processes. So my guess would be they are using this to get either more credentials or move laterally, whatever it is that their goal is going to be, which uh, unfortunately with this actor, the goals are not clear. And I think that is part of their MO, so to speak. And what are you seeing in terms of their ability to spread this around? What are their propagation strategies? The most recent one that we noticed was in that Golang binary, there was an IP scanner where it would reach out to the C2 and get a range of IPs to scan. And then it would look for that, um, that user agent response from the targeted systems that included V1.16. I am unsure what the significance of that was again, but we thought potentially this was profiling honeypots because that was the only thing I could find on Shodan that was responding with that user agent. So I'm not sure whether that was cause or effect, though. Maybe another researcher saw that they were doing this and decided to make their honeypot response to that to try to get more activity. Is your sense that they're sort of opportunistic or does there seem to be any targeting in terms of, you know, um, different verticals that they might be after? 
This seems opportunistic because it is scanning the open internet for systems responding with that user agent. But I caveat that by saying um, the SysTig report on Scarlet Teal, I think, is one of the more interesting cloud attacks that we've seen this year. And that actually tied back to this. Abigail Mestinger reached out to me on Twitter and said uh, that this overlapped with Scarlet Teal. And I thought that was really interesting because those attacks are motivated by stealing source code from the targeted Hmm. organization, which is very different from crypto mining. They do deploy a crypto miner, but it's suspected to be a diversion while they actually go after code from the targeted organization. So in terms of folks defending themselves against this, what are your recommendations? Definitely keep everything patched and up to date. I know it's, I, I sound like a broken record with that, but really I think so many cloud attacks are opportunistic that really the basic security hygiene is going to take care of it most of the time. It's also a matter of being aware of what is running in your environment. So if you have people spinning up rogue containers, that could be a potential infection vector. Good to keep an inventory on that in your organization. Make sure that you know what's running, particularly uh, internet-exposed services. How would you rate the sophistication of this threat actor and what they put together here? That's another interesting question because some of what they do is very obvious. It's, uh, it's been done. You know, if it is Team TNT, maybe they are the ones who have primarily done it in real life. But they have a pretty strong understanding of limitations. It seems like they readily adapt their tools. I think it's quite sophisticated that they added a functionality to craft HTTP requests through Bash. It was, uh, it's really neat. They actually put the headers into the code and they manually create a request for containers that don't already have curl. So it will then make this request to the C2 and download the curl binary, which expands its functionality a lot. But I just thought that was incredibly interesting that the actor is overcoming more minimal containers and finding a way to make them more useful. You know, you mentioned that uh, your work here was uh, in part a collaboration with some folks over at Permiso. Uh, could you speak to that element of this? I mean, the, the importance of researchers like yourself sharing your information and collaborating with folks even across companies. Definitely. That is so welcome and it's so needed because I think everybody is somewhat on an island when it comes to cloud. Nobody is seeing the full picture. And I'll caveat that by saying maybe the cloud service providers have a pretty good uh, idea of what's happening in customer environments or just their own environments. I can't speak exactly to that. But for other organizations who don't have that level of visibility, it's, uh, it's really crucial to just form these relationships and collaborate with people, share what you know. You know, since we've been talking to them, I threw uh, some samples over to Permiso that were related to another thing they had written about. So it's been a really nice exchange. Our thanks to Alex Delamotte from Sentinel Labs for joining us. The research is titled Cloudy with a Chance of Credentials. AWS targeting cred stealer expands to Azure and GCP. 
We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their SASE journey, visit netskope.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.